Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce by checking out his info in our podcast show notes. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Golf Manitoba Executive Director and PGA of Canada Class A professional, Jared Latterbrook. Earlier in his career, he was an associate pro at St. Charles and co-captain of the U of M Bisons golf team. All right, super excited to bring in a, another guest, and we thought it... Uh, well, kind of fit with the show plan because we the last episode we had Eric Johnson on from TaylorMade, and TaylorMade just happens to be a wonderful partner of Golf Manitoba. So we thought, hmm, let's maybe bring in the executive director of Golf Manitoba, uh, who we have on, and we're going to touch on his life story as well as Mike's going to pin you on some golf rating questions because uh, he, he loves those uh, those golf ratings. Um, but uh, you and the family are going to be getting yourselves an 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. You can also check them out in person. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Huge supporters of the uh, golf industry here in uh, Manitoba and uh, really all other kind of sports and community events as well. And we also have a new gentleman who's joining us as a partner, because believe it or not, did you know that you can actually charge people to listen to your podcasts? They've Amazing. Changed, they change that up now. So we don't want to do that to our, our lovely listeners. Uh, and so as a result, we do have some hard costs and we want to promote some of those special businesses in and around Winnipeg. We had Jamie Wilkie from the new Winnipeg Dodge on last year and very synonymous with the show. I think we did too well for him, so he couldn't come back on this year. And uh, we want to give a, a huge shout out to Bryce Matt Lashewski, who is investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management. Uh, they are a part of the IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. And you can give uh, Bryce a little contact at 204-515-3446. So we'll also put that information in the show notes because A, his name is very long, a lot of consonants, lots of vowels, and sometimes it's tough to remember phone numbers uh, and such, but we'll put those in the show notes because that's what makes it free for you. Free for you to listen to the podcast. I mean, I, I guess if Mike and I, if we charged, no one would probably listen, except for maybe our parents, but they're probably tired of giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> Jared that, would pay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jared would pay. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I would we, pay. Sure. we appreciate the support. Um, but nonetheless, go out there and support those who are, are supporting us. And the same goes with, uh, with Golf Manitoba. And to kind of get us uh, into the interview section of the, of the show, Jared, how did you get into golf? Um, I had to think hard about that one. Um, when I was, uh, about four years old, four or five, um, the, the young fellow that, that babysat me at the time used to take me to the practice range at the Steinbeck flying. And, uh, so that's, that's how we spend some summer evenings. And, um, uh, from there, I, I, I just kind of, uh, got hooked a little bit and picked it up probably a little more seriously as I, as I, uh, about 12 or 13 years old, uh, and then started playing uh, a little more regularly, but that would be the genesis of my start in golf was, uh, hitting balls at, uh, at the Steinbeck fly. And so a lot of good memories for me there. And do you remember what your first set of clubs was? My first set of clubs was a set of match. The, the, the brand name was match plane. Now I'm not sure if they came from Canadian tire, uh, where they came from, but they were, they were a little junior set. And I, if I recall, I had a, a wood, it was a, obviously it, um, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a metal wood. I'm, I'm not even sure if it was wood. It was probably plastic. Um, but there was a five, seven, nine, and, and one of those, uh, you know, two-sided putters. 
so that was my, my first set. Uh, I got, um, heartbreak with that set though. I, I remember losing my nine iron and I couldn't find a match for it. So, oh, no. uh, it went from a five piece to a four piece pretty quickly, but nonetheless, that was my first set of golf clubs. <laughs> when, when would you, you say you kind of figured out that, Hey, I'm actually getting pretty good at this game. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I played a little bit with my father. I uh, didn't really, um, uh, didn't play a whole lot when I was really young, but you know, whenever I, you know, put the ball on the ground, I could, I could move it up. It, it, it got in the air and it kind of went straight. So, um, I just, uh, kind of, uh, uh, rolled with that and, and just continued playing. Do you have uh, you mentioned before we, we came on the show here and started recording, uh, that you had a couple children in the household. So do they golf or no? Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm certainly trying my best to, uh, to get them, uh, involved in, in any way that I can. Um, so my daughter plays as, as does my son. Uh, we have a righty and a lefty in the family. So, um, whenever we do get a chance to go out, um, uh, it's certainly a lot of fun uh, for the three of us. So it's, uh, but really, I really hope they stick with it because, um, you know, my, myself personally, I've, you know, golf's given so much, um, to me and uh, I would certainly like for them to have maybe some of the same opportunities that, uh, that come with it. So, and Mike, I don't know if this came up in, in your heavy research, um, but you actually, Jared, you actually ended up playing for the U of M Bisons at one point, did you not? <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I played for one year at the University of British Columbia um, for the Thunderbirds and then uh, came back to finish my schooling here at the U of M. Um, when I returned, it was the year that uh, Garth Gabranson and Derek Ingram were starting up the Bison Golf Program. So it would have been, um, uh, you know, right from right from the start. Pretty cool to see where the program is today and where it started. Um some great memories, um, of those early days, uh, you know, wearing golf Manitoba, uh, shirts and knowing how to, a bag and, um, you know, uh, driving six to a car to, to these tournaments. It was uh, good memories though, but really uh, excited to see where the program is today. It's grown so much. And, uh, um, for, for young people who are looking to play, you know, university level golf, there's a great option right here at home. Yeah. That's one thing that, uh, Mike and I, we, we aren't good enough yet and i guess we're a little bit too old now to uh to get on the on the team there um so after that did you kind of decide that you wanted to make golf your career like is that when you became a professional or was it there's something else that went on uh, yeah i graduated from u of m uh from the Aspen school of business and um it, it crept up what was i going to do with myself now school was uh was, uh, the hard part. Um, and then, uh, we need, you know, I needed to find, uh, obviously a career and, and, uh, the synergy with golf and business, uh, made sense. And I started, um, my first, um, uh, uh full-time position out of university with, uh, was called the links of Corey Oaks at the time, um, you know, working there as their tournament or event manager, um, and did that for three years. Uh, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, you know, really working on more of the event side on the corporate side. And then later on, I transitioned over uh, onto more of the traditional uh, club pro side uh, at St. Charles uh, in uh, 2006 when I started there. Yeah. Well, we had the luxury of playing it for the first time in our careers last year. Oh, St. very Charles. nice. Yeah. So that yeah. was, uh, that was a pleasure. Shout out again to Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. And, yes. Mike, and Mike for setting, uh, setting all that up. And so and then, we, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, we saw Derek Goodwin there and he jokingly kicked us off the, the, the range there. And we got, <laughs> we didn't recognize him right away. And, and we, we thought we had already got kicked out before we even teed off. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's, it's, it's a great golf course. I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed your time out there. Yeah, sure did. And, uh, mentioned yeah. the last time, I think I, I only played what eight, nine, 10 rounds last year. And I think half of them ended up being at St. Charles. So I went from never having played the course in my, you know, almost 30 year career of golf. And I played it four times or yeah, three or four times last year. So uh, it was, it was good to, uh, to get all that in. Nice. There. And Very good. Yeah. When did, when did golf Manitoba come uh, into your life then? Was it after St. Charles or is it something that you, you kind of figured out, Hey, maybe I can, I can do this at, uh, as a next step in my life. Yeah. I, so after, um, 
I would say, let me do the math, five, eight, eight years in the golf industry um, at a green grass facility. Um, family started and an opportunity came available at the University of Manitoba in sport administration. So that was a, a bit of a departure from golf, mm-hmm. um, but but connecting, still maintaining in sport and recreation and, uh, you know, from the business standpoint. And, and I did that for eight years uh, and a number of different uh, uh, roles there got involved, you know, quite heavily with um um, uh, you know, member services, um, sport programming, um, got involved with, uh, with some uh, colleagues from across the country in the United States, um, and enjoyed that. And then in the opportunity at golf Manitoba, um, uh, uh, came open in, uh, the hmm, spring, early summer of 2018. And, um, you know, when I looked at my experience, what I had in sport administration, and then obviously with golf, um, you know, still being a PGA professional, I thought, yeah, that this, this might be uh, something fun, change things up, try something new. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll be celebrating my fourth anniversary in July. So it's gone by quite quickly, but it's, it's been quite a ride, a lot of fun the last, uh, last few years. Is there something within golf Manitoba that on your birthday golf is free at all golf Manitoba courses? Mm. <laughs> there isn't, okay. but I like where you're going with that. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Well, unless uh, you were, unless you were born in the months of, uh, what November, <laughs> to April. Right. Yeah. That's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Maybe you can uh, chat with, uh, with Bryce, Matt Lashewski there and see if he wants to maybe sponsor that or something. There you go. There's a synergy. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, I know you had some golf Manitoba related oh, questions. Oh, do I? So, do yeah, I? Yeah. yeah I, I, I think, I I think did, you want to uh, rattle off a few here. Where you uh, might have deep dove on some of his, uh, Jared's earlier years mm-hmm. here. I, I, I chose to deep dive into the golf Manitoba annual report for the last three years and really <laughs> analyze the expenses here in 2020. Yeah. There was an expense for $14 uh, of travel. And I, I didn't know what that would be. Maybe like a, a used skateboard or something. <laughs> no, just joking there. But uh, I think uh, first I wanted to touch on the uh, the amateur events, mm-hmm. so, uh, Jr. is very usually very excited uh, to talk about that. Mm-hmm. These are something that I didn't really even know was going on probably until five years ago because uh, you know I'm I'm, I'm new or to the sport or mm-hmm. you know um, you know getting a lot more excited about it and was never talented enough to compete in these amateur events. And, mm-hmm. and it's great that, uh, you guys get, you put so much work into putting these on. So how many, uh, how many amateur events do you guys got planned for 2022? Well, that's a good question. We've added, we, we have dual events, um, that run at the same time. For example, our, our men's mid amateur and our women's amateur run at the same time. So we'll classify that as S2. Uh, we're excited to add an all abilities championship this year, which is, mm-hmm. which is a first for us, uh, you know, to my understanding. And that's important because, um, the sport, the sport needs to grow. And there are a lot of, uh, we have a lot of different golf communities, not only here in Manitoba, but across the country. And to, to see with golf Canada taking leadership last year, hosting their Canadian all abilities event and golf Ontario doing the same. Um, you know, we're really excited about that. Um, that event's going to be hosted uh, alongside our junior bantam championship and our women's city and district championship at the end of June at LeBrokery golf course. So um, when you add that one, I believe we're up to 15 um, events, uh, you know, during the summer. Uh, so wow. a busy schedule, mm-hmm. um, but that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big part of what we do. Probably our most consumer facing um, product that we and service that we offer would be our provincial championships. And, uh, a rich history uh, in our province. In fact, this year we're celebrating the 100th playing of our junior boys championship. Um, so, you know, they've been going on for a long time and, and uh, there's, you know, this province is, has graduated some amazing uh, and talented golfers. Um, and uh, these events really provide the stage for them to showcase their abilities. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, we, we really enjoy putting them on. Um, we see some great golf, we see some great camaraderie and, uh, we're very fortunate here in Manitoba to have 
so many different golf courses, uh, so many different unique challenges and to, to be able to, to go around and, and, um, uh, and play in all of them is a lot of fun. You, you mentioned the, the junior uh, championship there. That's going to be held at St. Charles. Is that correct? Yeah. Our, so our junior boys will be the hundredth playing the junior girls, the 81st, so they run concurrently uh, alongside one another. Um, and uh, what a great venue to have it at on the, on the, yeah. you know, as we continue with the St. Charles discussion. And, and um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to spectate this year. We will. Yeah. I mean, that, that opened up, um, mid, we opened that up at the men's amateur last year in Nipah when things changed. So for those that are wanting to, unless something goes sideways here in the next couple of months, uh, yeah, spectators are permitted as our uh, caddies again. So that's, that's an exciting part of it as well. Cool. Is that a, is that a, a, a do you guys have to buy tickets to get into these, uh, amateur events or we can just show up and watch them? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, anyone can come, uh, and watch, um, you know, we're not really set up. We don't, uh, you know, we might, we don't get obviously the, the viewership that the McKen or the PGA tour Canada stop that gets here or, um, yeah, you know, from bigger provinces, but you know, we, we do have friends and family and, and some people who are just interested in seeing, you know, top level amateur golf. Um, and, uh, anyone's welcome to, to walk around and, and watch the, uh, the events. And watch, and and Jr. might even make a run for yes, the mid am. I am, and I, I am know uh, deeply, uh, deeply fantastic. considering uh, getting out there. And uh, first off, depending on how many people, because more more recently, it's been actually you had to qualify to get into get into the events because for for a few years there, or maybe more than a few years, for maybe almost a decade, you just signed up and you were on the course. So if I can qualify, I will uh, be there, and I will most likely have a caddy or two caddies. <laughs> and Mike will be my beer caddy, so we'll we'll see what happens. I know I know that's I know drinking is not uh, encouraged on the golf course or allowed during those events. Correct, but, um, correct. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm learning. Uh, so <laughs> I got to prepare myself, but I know afterwards it's okay to dabble. Have at it, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, no, it's uh, our our men's mid amateur will be at Granite Hills this year, and that's a really neat test of golf mm-hmm. out there. Um, yeah, great shape uh, this past season, and um, you know it, it'll be a really good uh, test for those that, that play. And even with you know COVID last year, and I guess yeah, even the year before, some of those challenges, but we saw a real increase in the amount of golfers that were out there. So is there something or any initiatives that, you know, golf Manitoba is doing or partnering with clubs to keep encouraging that growth of the game, or at least maintain what's uh, currently going on? Nothing, nothing, um, that we're doing specifically, you know, different year over year. Um, you know, from our championship standpoint, we, we really try and put on a, a really good event. Um, we try and provide an experience for the player uh, and for anyone that's there, you know, the caddy as well. Um, so we, you know, we, we try and, and make it uh, something unique, something that they don't get on a daily or weekly basis with their regular group um, and, uh, you know, provide a, a really neat, you know, opportunity to play. Um, but aside from that, you're right. I mean, we saw a tremendous uptake um, in golf, not only only here, but across the country, you know, uh, North America as well. Uh, Golf Canada, our, our metric keeping, uh, we, we record rounds played by anytime someone enters a score towards their handicap index and Golf Canada for the first time ever saw over 9 million rounds posted this past year, wow. uh, which continued on the momentum from, you know, 2020, um, you know, golf was king and, uh, it just, uh, it, it, it was it was the perfect sport for what we were dealing with the last few years. You could, you know, it was outdoors. You could be, uh, you know, physically distanced with your, your friends, your neighbors, uh, anyone that you're choosing to play with. Um, and it just provided really, uh, something that we needed most, which was to get outside and, and recreate and, and, and be with, uh, you know, those that we care about. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to see, we'll see some retraction. There's no doubt as things start to slowly open up, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of people saw, you know, what golf had to offer. And, and, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, we're going to be in a strong position for the next few years and uh, we're going to really rally around that growth and, and just continue to do what we do. So do you say, is Golf Canada kind of the umbrella then over the provincial, I guess, golf organizations? Yeah, every province. So all 10 provinces have have their own provincial body and Golf Canada would be what we call the NSO, the, the National Sport Organization. 
Um, so, you know, they, they, we work with them quite closely on our membership, uh, proposition, um, uh, championships, uh, they're very heavily invested in, in rules, education, course rating, uh, and player development. Um, so we work, you know, quite closely with them. Uh, they provide leadership on a lot of areas for us and, uh, you know, we do our best to, to try and grow the sport here in the province, um, to make golf healthier, uh, not only here, but, but nationally as well. So it's, it's a, it's a synergy that exists between two organizations and, you know, we really appreciate the support that we get from them. You did mention uh, course ratings and I know Mike, he, he loves the course ratings. So Mike, what, uh, what did you want to ask in regards to course ratings? <laughs> well, I did. I was happy to see and read, uh, that nine courses were rated last year. And I think it was, yeah. uh, 50 different T's. So that was, uh, yeah. that was neat. Um, can you quickly explain, I guess, a recourse rating to us and, and why that has to be done? And then I can can get into some of my frustrations from, uh, from last year that I experienced. Don't be scared. It's not that yeah, bad. It's not, yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I, I am versed somewhat in course rating. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's we have a, um, a really great team of volunteers. That's that's something that you know, we as 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 an association uh, have been fortunate for so many years to rely on on volunteers providing not only their time but their their input and their expertise um and that team goes out to rate a golf course the reason why every 10 years is golf courses change over time um mowing patterns change so uh you might see a landing area that's that's gotten narrower over time or uh, obviously tree growth um would encroach on fairways trees get removed um, bunkers start to erode or get bigger. Um, just the natural growing patterns and uh, the ebb and flow of, of, of what a golf course, uh, deals with even, um, topography changes. So, you know, every 10 years is the recommended, unless a golf course undergoes a major renovation, um, green expansion, uh, rerouting of a hole, um, you know, moving some bunkers, uh, et cetera, then we'll go out and visit to, to rate that particular section of the golf course. Um, but that's, that's why you mm-hmm. see that change. And, and even turf conditions, conditions change as well. You know, green speed is one of the factors in rating a golf course. So a golf course that might start off with bent grass, uh, over time, the POA creeps in and, and we get some changes there and, and, uh, the greens might speed up or slow down or, or the golf course might, um, you know, uh, get on a program to, to, to quicken their greens up. So all these things come into play and, and that's why we have to re-rate them. Very interesting. Yeah. Mine yeah. was, uh, my, my, my issue or not issue my, uh, well, we'll say we'll call it an issue, but, uh, came from, um, I had some lengthy discussions with golf Canada last year about some exceptional scores that I had mm. uh, entered in. So they were much lower than my, my listed handicap. And then my, my index dropped, uh, considerably. So these, yep. these were on the, uh, John Bloomberg nine hole course, AKA yep. I think the gold course. Okay. And, uh, uh, so I, I, I feel like that has to be re-rated. I'm sure it's on the top priority of the, uh, the re-rating list, but it, they are, uh, nonetheless, they are a member, I believe of golf Manitoba. So correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. It did, my, my index went down to like a 14 shortly after that. And it took me all summer to get back up to an 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Under the world handicap system, the index can go down quickly, but it takes, these are safeguards put into place to prevent, um, you know, what traditionally might've been, in, uh, uh, scores that would overinflate uh, your index. A sandbagger. Uh, so, well, yeah, that's, that's the term. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the term there. Yeah. We know a lot Good. of those. Yeah. We- so it'll just put that one on your list there, uh, for the volunteers to course rate. I'm sure it'll just take a, 30 minutes to re-rate there. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was, I was plugging those scores in and it, and it didn't spit out uh, a very good um, result anyways. But um, well, kind of segue into, uh, we talked about Bloomberg being a member course. And mm-hmm. uh, how do you know how many member clubs do you have at, at this moment? Uh, well, we also have leagues as well. Uh, I believe that's, um, we have a few that have just come on for this year. I believe it's when you add the leagues, it's about 82 to 83, um, is, is our, is our membership right now, but just over 9,000 individual members. Um, 
you know, so that's, that's been a healthy position for us uh, recently. Um, you know, we saw some decline um, in the, uh, you know, mid, mid uh, 2014, 15, 16. And now we're seeing some growth as we get, um, you know, you know, some of that residual from uh, the past two years. So um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's been good. Looked like it, uh, you know, obviously in 20, 20 and 2021, you saw must have seen growth in um, course uh, courses being members of Golf Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was I had, so I printed out the list. I put the list into a spreadsheet, <laughs> and uh, as I would, and then uh, I, I marked which ones I had played. So mm-hmm. the my list was only 73 long, so I didn't get. I know. Uh, there was, I think, new nine new ones last year, so I might have missed Correct. some of those ones. Um, yeah, and I'm sure Munzee would take credit for all of those. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> By the sounds of things, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, I, I, 37 out of the uh, we'll call it 83 now or whatever. So, I still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our best guesstimate, uh, because there's there's no there's no official database, but we believe there's about 135 to 140 golf facilities or properties in the province. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, one other interesting article, I don't know if you read it, was about Doris and Frank Talbot. And they, mm-hmm. claimed, they claimed to play all 142 courses in uh, October of 2020 in the whole in the province. So, you know, lots of uh, courses, you know, up up north there, goat tracks, if you want to call them that. Uh, but that's that was kind of an interesting article to read. Yeah, we did. We, uh, we did read that and connected with them. Uh, that was quite an accomplishment. They, they traveled a, a long way and, and covered a lot of, uh, a lot of kilometers. So a, a pretty neat story. One, uh, one idea I have, and I'm, I don't want to give you too much advice here, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I would like uh, if there was a checklist of all your member courses and, and we could, uh, either print that off or electronically check off each course that we've played and you could share that and tweet it or put it on Instagram or we could fax it to each other. And, uh, and I think that'd be fun and you could, you know, grow, uh, visits to some of these courses that are maybe outside of Winnipeg or aren't getting visited as much. That's a pretty neat idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. Man- um, Golf Manitoba bingo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Thanks for that, Mike. I, Thank I you. And that. then yeah. the only other thing I wanted to say is, uh, what would be your message to some of these clubs that that aren't currently members of the Golf Manitoba membership? You know, how are you going to benefit them? Uh, you know, if they're playing at paying a membership fee, are you going to be you, you obviously got their back somehow? Yeah, I think the last two years really showed a strength in the industry. Uh, a big part of what we did was advocacy. Um, we 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 were the voice of the, uh, along with our industry partners, um, the National Golf Course Owners Association, the PGA Club Managers, um, and the Superintendents Association. And uh, we we really rallied around government uh, uh, to ensure that golf was was um, ready to go when when ta- when when it was safe to do so, uh, providing real time updates on you know what we could and couldn't do at the time. Um, you know, providing leadership, you know, you know, to, to stakeholders to ensure that that golf could open. And I, I think mm-hmm. that it certainly had an influence um, in, in that uh, respect. Um, you know, golf was well positioned when it came time for return to play with with our authorities uh, who are managing, um, you know, the public health orders and, and all the uh, restrictions that we were dealing with. Um, so I think from from that perspective, to be able to communicate to our clubs and provide that data and that information to them was very beneficial. Official. It, it kept them moving. It kept them operational, um, and uh, that was certainly something that uh, you know that we we enjoy doing. Um, you know, some other things that we've done as well through that we we pr- we provided some some funding support, some COVID relief support uh, through Golf Canada and also provincially here um, through Golf Manitoba, just to um, to try and help out clubs at a at a time when it was needed as we started this uh, early. You know, the last couple of years. So there's you know advocacy and and uh, grant support. We are 
providing financial assistance to clubs that are running junior programs. Um, we have a fairly robust uh, mobile clinics and golf and schools program that helps to grow the sport. Um, those are no cost to our member clubs for us to come out and visit them. Um, you know, programming junior skills is, is Canada's version of, uh, you know, I don't want to, you don't want to call it the drive chip and putt, but, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, call it the putt chip and drive, putt chip and drive. Yeah. So that's, (laughs) you know, that's a service that we provide, you know, to our, our clubs as well, uh, programming opportunities. So, um, you know, some of these smaller clubs that don't have a PGA professional or, uh, someone that, uh, that has a lot of golf experience, whether they're, they're co-op run or board run or privately owned, you know, we can provide some solutions for them, uh, to help, you know, engage their communities in golf. Um, you know, so the services there, obviously we've talked about course rating, um, for people who are invested in, in wanting to keep a, a handicap index, you, you can't do so unless your course is an official slope and course rating with us. Um, you know, being able to, for your members to, to play in championships, um, that is a requirement of, of, uh, our, you know, hosting requirement for us. Um, and then obviously we, we provide a pretty robust, um, incident protection program. So for those of us that make an investment in golf equipment, uh, we, we cover you, um, globally, wherever you're playing or traveling, you break a window, a car window, or if you damage a golf cart, that's, that's all covered. And then of course the handicap index, that's, that's a, um, you know, that's a, that's a global, um, thumbprint mm-hmm. that you take with you wherever you play. Um, you know, so that would be some of the services that we would provide. And, and with Brian joining us, uh, this past year, the marketing and communication support, I think has grown. We're trying to, to bring some more awareness just about golf stories in general, and obviously profiling mm-hmm. golf courses and, and some of the unique offerings that they have. Yeah. I got to compliment you guys on that. I mean, the, the, uh, the increase of social media uh, and, you know, the, the tweeting out of the, who gets a hole in one. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. You know, I'm, you know, I ha- I'm that much more encouraged to get a hole in one that I can <laughs> have my own tweet. Uh, but that's, that's pretty cool. And actually some of the metrics on the, uh, the report showed that uh, you guys had a lot more uh, interactions through Twitter and Instagram and those things. So it, that's showing uh, in the metrics as well. So that's, that's pretty neat. Um, I did want to touch on, you touched on golf in schools, which is pretty cool because, uh, I don't think that's something that I had growing up, you know, JR, if you can remember, I know you were part of some of the school teams, but you you had been introduced to golf outside of school and, and it was never never at a young age. It was never in Mm. school. So the fact that you're it maybe just touch on golf in schools and, and what that program is. Yeah, it's um, it's a really what it is 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 we visit a school, any school that we can get to, um, um, and we we take golf outside, or if it's raining, we take it in inside. The equipment is suitable for both both applications. We we introduce uh, we try and make the connection of golf and physical literacy uh, happening during a phys ed class. Um, the students can see that that it's not just a pastime, that it is a sport. Um, we have, um, you know, two fantastic summer, uh, well, this past year, uh, a, a summer intern, you know, golf in schools was put on hold the last two years for obvious reasons, but um, PGA of Canada community coach certification. And, you know, we're introducing the basics, how to hold the club, how to stand, how to swing, you know, some of the key points to that and um, to try and, you know, create some excitement. Um, with young people about the sport. Uh, This couldn't be a better time for someone to turn the TV on and see uh, Canadians on the leaderboard of, of our biggest tours. Um, I think we saw three Canadians, uh, you know, do quite well at top 10 at the, at the players championship with Adam Haddon this past week. And, and, uh, everyone knows who Brooke Henderson is. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's really inspiring to see that. And we're hoping that, that, that golf and schools program, um, you know, we're, we're trying to just to, to stimulate some excitement about the sport. And I, I think that's, that's the best place for that to, to happen. I wonder yeah. if, if yeah. Mike and I can do a Billy Madison and maybe go back to school to get some of that free, <laughs> yeah. uh, free golf training. That would be awesome. 
awesome. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Back to school. Yeah. Back to school to prove to daddy I can golf. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. It looked pretty fun, you know. Just and and the fact that you can do it inside too uh, was was uh, a great idea and great. Um, kind of keeping on the juniors, I thought was interesting is two of the two junior t- teams play in the Monday Putter League. Yeah. It's pretty cool to, to read. And uh, I mean, that's so great. You know, that's just another probably uh, development tool for them to compete in against other really good golfers. Yeah, that, that is. And we also have uh, a junior ladies team and the, on the ladies side, their version, the Nat, the Nassau league, Okay, you know, being in the benefit of being a smaller province, not geographically, but, but centrally located is, um, uh, is these opportunities. So our junior teams play, uh, from May right through until, uh, end of June in a weekly competition team competition, you know, golf is traditionally a, a solo sport, but in this case they're playing as uh, on a team and, uh, you know, it, it's, they get these reps, they get the opportunity to play different golf courses to compete with, with people that are a little bit older. So they're, they're getting some great experience. Um, and it's a big part of our development program. So we're really fortunate to, to have those opportunities. Um, and, uh, we love seeing when our, when our kids come on top. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, we have our coaches out with them. Um, you know, we do a lot of coaching observation, uh, at these events, as part of the overall holistic athlete development, um, you know, uh, approach. And, um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll take that right into uh, provincial championships and then moving into uh, nationals later on in the summer. So it's, it's a really neat program. Cool. And I read that uh, there's Canada summer games this year. Uh, and so, so we'll be, um, there'll be a junior team from Manitoba going there. Is that a junior event? Yeah. Yeah. So the Canada summer games, they're a multi-sport game. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, under 19 as of, uh, I believe it's August 1st or August 3rd, the cutoff is, um, but yeah, so teams of two, so two, uh, two of our best, uh, junior men and junior women will represent the province, um, in that competition, uh, in Niagara in later on in August. So they're, the current teams are currently training for that right now. Uh, they'll have a, uh, a playoff, um, they'll play seven rounds and count their best of five. Um, in the match play championship, the golf Canada, the next gen Prairie uh, event, and then culminating with our junior championship. And cool. from that, we'll, uh, we'll send the, the top two, um, uh, to go hopefully win gold. You could, you could send me and JR. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Inspirational. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It, could be part, it could be part of the marketing team there, you know? It could be. It'd be like the movie uh, Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we don't got to go there. But uh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then, and then, and then, I, I, I wanted to kind of get back to, I guess, the membership and how you guys, you guys obviously do all these great things. You're uh, doing development camps, you're running these amateur tournaments that must cost money. How are, how are you guys generating money and how can we help make you guys some more money? <laughs> well, our, our funding comes from uh, a variety of sources. Uh, obviously, we talked about membership. So um, the member dues that we receive uh, are directly invested back uh, into the sport uh, and our association, uh, not only here, but also a portion of those go to nationally as well mm-hmm. uh, to support the growth of the game and uh, player development um, in our country. Uh, our, obviously, we charge entry fees for our championships. Um, so, you know, like you said, those events don't run themselves. So, um, you know, those, those proceeds go back into running those events. Um, and then we also, um, we also, um, re- revenues come from, from three different areas. Uh, we talked about membership. Mm-hmm. So the, the dues that we receive go back into, into the golf services that we provide player development. Um, and then a portion of those also go nationally, uh, as well to support golf, uh, in our country, um, our championships, uh, we have obviously have entry fees for those. So, you know, we, we, we take that, those, uh, that funding and, and put it back into those events. And then based on our programming that we run, 
uh, obviously we're recognized by Sport Manitoba as, as the provincial governing body uh, and we qualify for, um, you know, different, different operating grants through them, coaching grants, uh, based on our, the programs that we run, uh, in high performance and grassroots. Um, you know, when you look at all of that, um, they then determine, you know, what kind of, uh, of support we receive financially, uh, to ensure that, uh, you know, that we can run, uh, as a, as a sport pro- uh, here in the province. Absolutely. You talked about, uh, membership fees and, and a portion of that is going to golf Canada nationally. Yeah. I was curious yeah. if there was a percentage of how much of my, uh, membership fee is going to golf <laughs> Canada and how much is going to golf Manitoba. We don't, you don't have to answer that, but, uh, I was curious. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting question. Um, uh, they provide the, uh, the, really the membership proposition. So obviously the handicap index that we can keep some of the infrastructure that they provide around that, the, you know, the, the expertise around rules and course rating, the you know, app, provi- I'm sure the, they're involved the app, in the app. It's a um, big part of that. Yeah. Um, I'm an app, you know, use the app quite, uh, quite religiously. It's a really mm-hmm. neat tool, uh, for mm-hmm. those that don't, Mm-hmm. Um, I do have then, to say it, it has gotten a lot better last year. Yes. Was, uh, yes. Really good. And there's yeah. some new features and, you know, uh, interface has been uh, easier to work with and, and that it had improved. And I'm, I'm hopefully it, you guys got more ideas coming to how to, uh, you know, make that a better experience. And, but it is great. I, I think I saw a screenshot. I think there is a, 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 a you can use your Apple Watch. I think that's coming this wow. year. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, they added some uh, some games that you can play, uh, match play, skins games, I believe. You know, so they are trying to grow that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for those, I don't know if you saw your my golf year at the end of the year last year, the summary yes. of of you know everything that uh, that you did as a player. You know, if you keep your your um, your whole by whole stats or your, your, you know, additional stats, your fairways hit number of putts, et cetera. Uh, it's kind of a neat recap. If you're looking at, if you're serious about your game and wanting to improve you, you know, the numbers don't lie. So uh, I certainly tried my best to improve my par three scoring average, uh, last year and I just couldn't get to it. So, um, but it's, uh, it's yeah. So, um, so that's one of the other things that they do. And then, you know, the leadership on the, on the player development side, you know, too, with golf Canada, um, you know, they're, you know, that's, we, we're, we're wanting to support that. We're wanting our athletes to be a part of that program. And we all love to, to rally around the, you know, the stories of the Adam Hadwins and the, and the Brooke Henderson's and, but these things don't happen, you know, organically. They, they take, uh, they take people, they take investments behind them. And, um, you know, we certainly uh, appreciate the efforts that they're putting in uh, from that perspective. Yeah. And um, I, I was looking at the, the report and you know, 9,000 plus members, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and so it said 85% of those memberships are made up from golfers who join a club that Golf Canada has kind of a fee built into the, the membership. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Um, and then yeah. It, so, and then it said 7% is made up from like a, a public player. Correct. Yeah. We traditionally, our membership is, is, uh, like you said, uh, uh so if you joined a, a golf club that had a traditional membership, um, set up, uh, a, a portion of your membership dues would go to your golf Manitoba golf Canada membership. Um, or the other, the other option is the, uh, we'll call it a public player. So a free agent golfer. Uh, someone who isn't uh, tied to a particular golf course or connected with a particular golf course, but wants to re- receive the benefits of membership and, um, and they, they join that way. Mm-hmm. That is me. Yes. I'm a, yeah, public, I love it. Free agent, public right. player. <laughs> yep. You pay your dues. I pay my dues. Got yeah, no, app. I, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I had to, ha- I had to get an official handicap rating to play a certain course over in Scotland. So I paid for the membership and, uh, and then I was able to show them my printout of my index. You had to be under a 21. So I I was able to accomplish that. And then, uh, ever since then, I, I continually, uh, paid for the membership. The app kind of kept me on. So, so I, I think I have a lot of friends that are public players. So those guys should get on the app. And then, uh, you know, that will yeah. increase golf Manitoba revenue and they can do some more great things for us. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your support as a member. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's, mm. that's great. 
You're welcome. And a lot of part, uh, a lot of what we've kind of discussed about and, and talked about, and you brought up a couple of times, I mentioned volunteers and just mm. the how much support, whether it's golf, another sport, or another community event. It seems like Manitoba, we're, we're givers here. And just roughly how many volunteers would you say are part of, you know, Golf Manitoba and the events that you guys put on throughout the year? Yeah, about 80 to 90 volunteers that we have. Some have been with us for, uh, I think we had a 40 year uh, milestone this year. Mm. Um, you know, it's incredible. Um, we, we just couldn't do what we do. And I, and I say it year over year yeah. without their support. Um, our referees, they're all volunteers. Um, you know, we don't have a provincial championship of any kind unless we have referees to support it and to, to be there um, putting in some long days. I mean, yeah. uh, anyone that's, anyone that's played in a championship might be there for four or five hours, but you know, when you have 120 players in a field over the course of three or four days, um, you know, you can certainly see, you know, how long it would get, but I mean, it, it goes everywhere from our board of directors to our course rating team, our starters and scorers, our referees, um, you know, those people that just support what we do as an association. Uh, it's tremendous. And, uh, we're very fortunate for that, um, to have that, con- you know, that continuity of support and, and just some really great, great people to, to bounce ideas off of and to connect with and to, and to, you know, are really advocates for the game because it's, it's, it's a big part of who they are and, and they want to give back. And we really appreciate that. And if you wanted to sign up as a volunteer, uh, or even, uh, one of the, the partners like TaylorMade, uh, et cetera, just go to the website, golfmb.ca. Yeah. So they can connect with us. We have a vault. We have some, uh, a couple of volunteer pages, um, on our website for them to maybe find out a little bit more about who we are, uh, and what we do and, and some of the areas that they might get involved with. Um, they can, you know, connect with us in an email, give us a phone call and, and we'll reach back out and, and find out where, you know, where their interest lies and, and hopefully have the opportunity to connect and, and get them, uh, involved in, in all the, the fun things that happen in golf here at golf Manitoba. And even seeing a few new partners uh, pop up within the, the golf Manitoba, uh, umbrella. So that, I guess that kind of coincides with the growth of the game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, the, the game's been growing. We've talked about that. Um, and you know, to have, uh, uh, people who are uh, invested in golf themselves, there's a connectivity there that makes sense. So, you know, we're welcoming, uh, two new partners this year. Um, um, uh, same with tail dinner is dental is the sponsor of our match play championship. Uh, we're also welcoming Manitoba blue cross, um, as an association partner. Um, so right now all of our uh, championships, uh, our major events, uh, have a, uh, a presenting or a title sponsor. That's and great. we really, yeah, we really appreciate that. And, and some good industry partners. We talked about Taylor made and, and, uh, and Adidas, um, as well. So it's, uh, you know, we've got a, a really solid lineup of partners behind us. Mm-hmm. And, you're and the not for- Auto Corp Men's <laughs> Championship. Yeah, that's uh, that's our, our obviously our our premier men's event um, uh, with you know with them there and and then Diamond Athletic and uh, a new uh, with our women's amateur and men's mid amateur and then Hudson Financial joining us with our senior championship last year. So some great Very support. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And kind of the, the outlook then for, for 2022 is, a, you know, looking, looking strong, I guess, hopefully if the snow ever melts, we'll, we'll get a golf season. Um, but, uh, I guess for the, for the member events, are you kind of expecting to see the number of people signing up for it for say the mid-am, the amateurs, et cetera? Yeah, I think we, we looked at it, uh, obviously location and venue have, have something right. to say yeah. about, about participation. Um, I think we have a great lineup this year of, of, you know, host golf courses. Um, so we're expecting, you know, equal participation to last year, um, would be nice to, for us to grow a little bit, uh, in that. And, um, you know, what we, what we need now is for that snow to go <laughs> and, uh, and some nice weather, uh, in front of us. So, uh, we're looking forward to, you know, do a really good, good year on the golf course again. Yeah. Same with us. It'd really be nice to, to get out there. Cause I know around this time last year, uh, we were golfing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard to believe when I look outside my window right now. 
Yes. Yeah. You see some of those memories popping back up in your social media feeds. Like, oh yeah, there was like no snow on the ground. (laughs) And now it's like, oh, it looks like it's mid-January. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Mike, I don't know if you had any more questions or if you want to jump into it. Let's jump into it. Okay. So the back nine lightning round, and you heard this name earlier. It is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management. You'll find his contact information in our show notes, and we really appreciate him uh, coming on and supporting Mm -hmm. our show so you can uh, support him. And he's also a golfer as well. I'm pretty sure he, he has the golf, uh, the golf Canada app. So there you go. He does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's a busy guy though. He's got, he is, yeah. he's, he's got so four sad. little ones, but I, I, you know, I think he's, he's looking forward to getting back on the course uh, mm-hmm. this year. And you might recognize that name from, uh, he does the market updates for CJOB. Right. Uh, so you can, okay. you can hear him there as well. And uh, you know, there are obviously lots going on in the world with uh, world markets and everything. So it's good to have a guy that knows, knows about that uh, managing your finances. So, so give Bryce a call and uh, maybe he can give you some tips on the long ball too. He can, he can hit it pretty far, (laughs) but uh, free free golf tips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Swing it as hard as he can, but we'll, we hope to uh, get Bryce on here with some, Mm -hmm. uh, some swing tips and some investment tips soon. Yes. Uh, So we'll kick off the back nine lightning round here, Jared. Okay. Have you ever got a hole in one? Yes. Very nice. How many and where at? Just one. Um, the year would have been 1993. And the, the hole was the fifth hole at Nyakwa. It was during a junior interclub event. Wow. Nice. Um, in competition. That's in that's competition. Great. I didn't see it go in. They've changed the green since then. It was, it was shaded. But um, just goes to show how much I knew about it. The ball went in and my playing partner said, well, now you have to buy us all a drink. And I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) You you should be buying me a drink. Right. Um, So hopefully they were just Pepsis. They were just Pepsis. (laughs) 93, I would have been uh, uh, 16 years old, 15 years old. Pepsis are cheaper than uh, beers or triple rise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, back then, maybe not so much, but, uh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next one here, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? Oh, well, I, that's an easy one. The TaylorMade TP five X. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Softball yes. question yeah. right there, Mike. Softball oh yeah. <laughs> I guess the affiliation there. Yeah. I, I, no, Eric, Eric caught me, uh, the other day on Twitter, uh, there was a, uh, was a golf spy thing and said, what is your favorite ball to use? And I said, use, uh, use title S pro V ones. And he quickly corrected me. You spelt, uh, TP five wrong, which was, which was very clever. So in the next one, I I was sure to say, uh, TP five. Uh, so next one here. And, uh, this is going to be a tough one, but what would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Ooh, all of them. All yeah. of them. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I, I was Munzee's answer too. He was yeah. too very politically correct. And I won't press on that. But uh, what I didn't ask actually before, and this kind of alludes to that, is I guess we'll do two questions in one. Mm-hmm. Have you played every course? of your, we'll call it golf Manitoba membership on your, on your list there. And, or do you have a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played, but you'd love to get to? That's a great question. So I had one year in office and then we, uh, well, I guess half of a season, then a full year, 19, and then the pandemic hit. So travel has been quite restricted right. from that standpoint. There's, there's so many golf courses we want to get to, uh, you know, that the plan is, um, but you know, uh, I, I don't want to single anyone out for, for saying that I don't want to see it. There's some, there's some great nine hole golf courses. There's some great 18 hole golf courses, um, you know, with our, our member clubs, I know, well, you know, Oak Island joined us this, this past year. That's, um, you know, a fantastic track, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Swan river, uh, way up, uh, you know, up North, mm-hmm. uh, another great 18 hole venue. And, and, uh, uh, some of our Glen, I believe Glenborough is selling, celebrating a hundredth uh, anniversary this year. Um, and, uh, you know, so there, there's, there's so many and, uh, the season runs short. So if at the very least just to get out and, and to see it, 
and connect with, uh, you know, with the officials at the golf club or the head pro or, or, um, mm-hmm. you know, the board of directors just to, to see the property and, and, uh, to make those connections is, is on the radar for sure. Very much. So, yeah, I was looking at the different regions, Winnipeg region, Southwest, East, and then Northwestern Ontario. And, and, uh, I hadn't played a single course in Northwestern Ontario. So that's kind of sad yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get out there and see, uh, Bailey, right, yeah, Bailey, Bailey Coolis mm-hmm. uh, up at uh, Kenora there. Yeah, uh, she was one of our past guests, and, and might as well play some of the courses around there. So I'll have to start checking those off. And and West Region, there was a lot of uh, not played in in there. And I'm yes. I am going out to Oak Island this year, and hopefully catch a few courses around around there. So very good. I'll have to, once you guys release that, uh, checklist and I can start uh, yeah, okay. checking them Get on that okay. bingo card. Will you? <laughs> I, like on. I like it. I like it. Um, so next one here, what is the most memorable course that you have ever played anywhere in the world? <gasps> My goodness. You can give us a, a top three if, 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 uh, if you have. Yeah. You know, I've been fortunate. I've, um, let's see here. Um, I'm going to say probably Victoria golf club, mm. uh, right on mm. the ocean. That was something else. The, the scenery there and, and the history, uh, at that golf course. Um, uh, I played, um, uh, Pasa Tiempo, uh, in Santa Cruz, California a couple of years back. That was a, that was a really neat venue. Um, uh, Alistair McKenzie golf course. And for those of us that know our architects, the only Alistair McKenzie nine, uh, here in Canada is right here in Winnipeg mm-hmm. at St. Charles, uh, another Alistair McKenzie golf course. Some of us might've heard of Augusta national. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that pretty, pretty cool to, to play there. Um, you know, I also on the other, other side of the country, the links at Crowbush Cove, uh, I remember seeing Atlantic golf for the first time a number of years ago. Um, you know, so a really, really eye-opening venue there. Um, talk about wind coming off the ocean. Um, that was really a neat experience and a, you know, really okay. a beautiful golf course. I've never heard of that one. Is that Halifax PEI? That's or? that's Charlottetown. Yeah. Just okay. outside Char- Char- Charlottetown. Yep. New yeah, Brunswick. I hosted the uh, the PEI. Yeah. The then, yeah. Jordan always uh, likes to razz me about my uh, geography, so yes. I like to uh, pretend. But uh, okay, PEI. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be nice uh, mm-hmm. to get out there. Well, I think Certainly. we talked about that hitting uh, Cape Breton Island, and then uh, yeah, making the jump over to the the bridge there to PEI and get mm-hmm. in some of those courses because yeah, the golf out there, from what I've heard, is amazing. I have played a few courses, but uh, not the. Not some of the the monster ones there on the on the ocean. No, and we'll fly over to Victoria while we're at it. Yeah, yeah might as well right across, coast to coast. right across the country. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be remiss too if I didn't give some local. I mean, yes. my my home course at Nyakwa Country Club, always fun to play there. Um, you know, we've got some Hecla Falcon Lake. Um, you know, Quarry Oaks, just so many neat golf properties here. Um, we sometimes take for granted all the, all the golf that we have within, within a, just a few hours drive. So, um, there's, there's so much to, to, to play and, and be appreciative. Absolutely. And, uh, well, you talked on, uh, uh, Augusta, but I, I wonder what would be your bucket list course anywhere in the mm. world? Well, I'm not even going to list that one because it's, it's next to near impossible. Uh, right. so we'll, we'll just take that one right <laughs> off. Uh, let's, let's say put something that's a little more attainable, you know, let's, let's go with the, the traditionals, uh, Pebble beach, uh, St. Andrews. Um, you know, those would definitely be some venues that I'd, I'd love to play. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully one day. Both attainable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, well, Mike, that's why he had to get his handicap. So we That's right. St. Andrews. Did you play it? Did you play it, Mike? I did. I did. And? Yeah. And? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a great story to get, to get on there and, uh, I won't bore JR with this story again. Well, we say, yeah, we, we're going to, we're going to do a whole <laughs> podcast on it. It's going to become a sleep story on the calm app. <laughs> well, yeah. It is three hour story of St. And, Andrews. Uh, JR actually went to Pebble Beach, but they they kicked him off, and he had to play Spyglass <laughs> instead. Right, yes. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah, rough, rough go. It was tough. It was. It was a hard time. <laughs> uh, next one here. Moving on. I don't. Want, we'll we'll get back to the St. Andrews in another episode. I'm <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is your career low round? <laughs> 
My career career low round is sixty five. Very nice. Yeah. yeah where that, where was that at? So that was um, that was in a tournament, um, a collegiate event. It was a place called Westwood Plateau uh, Golf and Country Club in Coquitlam, BC. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. I did, I did something, you know, you never say you're, you're not going to do something again in golf, but I made four twos that day and I'm, I'm pretty wow. sure I'll never, ever do that again. Um, that was oof. just, uh, um, just, uh, it just, the stars were aligned for that day for whatever reason. And, um, you know, so one and done, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that would have dropped your par three average. Not like you did last year that you were yeah, working it on did. it. Yeah, <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are long gone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the next one here, uh, this is our, our kind of a wild card question. So this is, this is new and okay. uh, I, might, I might get JR to answer this one too. Ooh, so exciting. what, and we kind of touched on this earlier, what date do you predict will be the first date that a Manitoba course member or non-member will offer tea times for the 2022 season? So last year we were probably Oof. looking at like what, March 20th. I can't remember. It was like that Thursday and Southside mm-hmm. had some, uh, some tea times and John Bloomberg shortly after that. But curious what your prediction is uh, for the 2022 season. April 1st is two weeks away. Is it not? <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you, you heard it first. April 1st, Gulf Manitoba. Opening no, up all no, no, I'm just <laughs> all golf course. no, no, no. I'm just trying to collect myself. My bearings here. Well, I'll give I'm you gonna, a shot. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say April 15th. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's, I, I think we have safe. a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ground needs to thaw it a little bit. Um, but I, I think we'll see someone put tea in the ground by April 15th. That's good. I, think, yeah, yeah, we, I was gonna. I was gonna say mid-April. I'm gonna go before, and I'll say April 10th. Wow, one dollar, Bob. One yeah, dollar. The, 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 the price is right, Ben. Yeah, I love exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna go a little later. I'm not. I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, but uh, I was going for May 4th. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a Wednesday, and May 4th, just because I'm a big uh, <sighs> Star Trek guy. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> oh, I think that's the second time you pulled that joke out. Is that- it is. Yeah. It's the second time, but I had to use it again. So May 4th, it's a Wednesday. Nobody's going to okay. open the course on a Wednesday, but it might happen. But yeah, we yeah. got to get some, you know, even if we get two weeks of weather, the snow melts, you know, the water has to go somewhere. So it's going to be pretty wet yeah. out there too. Throw some DQ flamethrower burgers out there. Yeah. Yeah. After we, we grilled Jared all episode here, I wanted to talk about some of those, uh, new DQ, uh, stack burgers that they have. (laughs) Yeah. They got six new burgers talking to DQ Nick today and a new bun, new patty, new cheese. Go check them out. The loaded steakhouse. That one looked pretty, uh, pretty interesting to me. Uh, it has, uh, some peppercorn sauce and smoked applewood bacon and, all the good stuff. So we'll have to, uh, I know we're usually pumping the cakes here, mm-hmm. but uh, they got, they got some good burgers too. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. And so that's why, that's why I had to bring it up. And I think it also leads into our next question here, Mike. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally forgot. Question nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes I stop at the eighth hole. Uh, <laughs> so our, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round, Jared, what is your favorite condiment? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be mustard. Mustard. See, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. See, and I, I moved over to the mustard side. I was like a spicy ketchup and now okay. I've had some, had some local smack dab mustard. And I actually mm. had tonight, tonight I, I slapped it on a, on a burger. Wow. Yep. Good. It smack was delicious. Dab. The mustard is, is yeah, it's, it's golden. So maybe we'll see some of those at some of the Gulf mm-hmm. Manitoba member courses this year. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we will or not, but hey, I just. Maybe not. As long as it's, it it's not a hot dog for Munzee because Munzee said oh, he yeah, hated so, hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's anti Well, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to disagree with him on that one. Um, good. That's, that's good. probably the reason why I like mustard. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. A good mustard on a hot dog, maybe some raw onions and. Uh, oh, you're now you're go. talking. Now you're, you're talking. Wow. Smart. Like that. Mm-hmm. See, and well, good, good thing I already ate. Cause yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like the old onions. 
Oh my goodness. Gonna run out. Gonna run. Yeah. Get a dog. <laughs> might, might have to get some of those stackable pork missiles. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'll let right. you go. Yeah, no, that was the, uh, the back nine lightning round for, uh, Bryce, Matt Lashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of I private wealth and a member of the Canadian investor protection fund. You can contact Bryce 204-515-3446. And he's also, uh, the newest partner of our show here at H and over par. So thanks again, uh, Bryce. And also, yeah, great, uh, great guy to talk about golf with. If you want to hit the long ball, according to Mike, anyways, he'll, he'll give you the secrets <laughs> to swing hard. But, uh, Jared, we really appreciate you taking the time tonight and we're going to get you and the family, uh, that lovely eight inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba or visit them DQ Northgate DQ Polo Park and the food court. DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road, or you can check out that uh, new burger lineup uh, as well. And if we want to find out more about you, Jared, how do we get in touch with yourself? Uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can connect with me um, uh, at, at Jared at golfmb.ca. Send, send me an email. We'd love, we'd love to hear anyone to you know talk about golf and uh, send me those great ideas like the, uh, right. the, the, uh, the bingo scorecard. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I mean, it's the course checklist. Yeah. The course you checklist. Make, you can make a map too, if you want, and then you can, you can really uh, elaborate on that. We can, we can do a full interview just on that. Yeah. yeah well, I will have to bring you back on. Yeah. Or Mike, Mike will send you an email in the coming days. Uh, but, but again, we really appreciate uh, you taking the time uh, to jump on with us and uh, we'll maybe have to chat with you another time, but uh, thanks again. And we'll have to chat with you. Yeah. Another time. Yeah. Well, the pleasure's all been mine, Jordan and Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, fantastic to talk with you both and, and really appreciate you taking the time to reach out. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast. But I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is... You can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.